welcome to another overtime episode of the Rick and Danny Show. I think we all know what we want to talk about. Uh, you get a few minutes to gloat about the Celtics beating the Heat, as I correctly, unfortunately, predicted. Came down to a last-second shot, though, which is a lot closer than I think the experts had it. But more importantly, what happened to the Celtics after they just squeaked by the undermanned and gritty Miami Heat team? Danny, what was the next series after that? You know, Rick, I, I actually rewatched our episode about the Miami-Boston series, and I think you didn't give Miami enough credit in that series. No, oh, thank you. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you didn't. Um, but Boston prevailed, and they were going up against a Golden State team, which had some young talent on it and some you know seasoned Not so young. veterans who knew how to win. And uh, I think Brenna can tell us kind of what happened in that series and her take on, you know, why, why Boston didn't prevail. Um, I'm Boston. sorry, can you say that again? Boston did not what? Uh, Boston lost the oh, series. Oh, that's right. darn shame. <clears throat> darn shame. Boston. <laughs> the sound you hear is the voice of a thousand massholes crying out in anguish. Lost? Oh. They lost. That's right. Yeah. They lost. Well, I'm, I'm particularly lost. interested in your... You were really eloquent your... the last time we brought up basketball, and now you're being awfully silent. Hmm. Interesting, Danny. Uh, see how this works? I do, I do see how it works. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Tell us what you think of the, the effort some of your players made during the series. and um, Or lack thereof. Some lack of effort, lack of uh, stepping up when it, when it yeah, counts. I don't know if I, don't know if I would... I didn't think the effort was the problem. I think they were just kind of outclassed by a more savvy team. The two ways of looking at it. Was it the defense or was it the lack of offense? And you're saying it was the Right, but I don't think effort was defense. the problem. I think it was just Well, it's not I don't think they weren't yeah. trying. <laughs> there were certain people very, there were certain people that should have shot more who didn't shoot. Well, there's yeah. There's there's afraid of the moment, which I yes. think is you can definitely So effort afraid of the moment. Yeah, more afraid of the moment. Hmm. When you think that they should, you know, rise up to their superstar status, but right, right, right. didn't. We can only hope this is the beginning of the downtrend of the Boston sports dynasty that's plagued our lives for the last several decades. I think <laughs> yeah. we're all tired of it, frankly. Um, There's you know, tears forming in my eyes. <laughs> and, I, and I hope that with the combination of clearly Bill Belichick losing a step, losing Tom Brady, that we've talked ad nauseum about on this show... The Celtics maybe, you know, being a little more tantalizing product, but who knows? Seems like they just can't quite close the deal. The Bruins losing in every playoff, mm-hmm. looking great, and then just and the and the Yankees out. this year just looking so much better than the Red Sox. You know, it's just my heart goes out to. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. Actually, I'm loving every second of this. It's, it's great. <laughs> Jeff, you're a South Florida guy. <laughs> Do you have any uh, additional here, guys. any comments he about came back. Uh, the wonderful people in the uh, the Commonwealth? <laughs> wow, let's see. Where, where can you we start? You have to say that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'd still take Jason Tatum. You could you could throw him out with the bathwater. I think he's still pretty good. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. I'll take him right now. Well, the I heat. think to start the series, take Bill that you would have to if take he's still him. on that old man. With yeah, his, me too. With his uh, puppy, this is not uh, the point of this podcast. <laughs> with his puppy doing the drafting for him, I think oh, the two of them are 
That truly is Take the greatest moment in sports history. Day, day two guys in the first round that yeah, I thought mean, it was a joke. When I think cute and cuddly, I always – Bill Belichick's first thing that pops in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there, there's nothing – honestly, they, they're great to watch cry. I mean, it, oh, gosh, it really warms my heart. Well, you yeah. know, I've, I've Notre talked, Dame fans, I mean, I know they're not massholes, but they're, they're right up there. I just, We're also yeah. Notre Dame fans. Yeah, I, of I course really, you are. I realize <laughs> I'm a hater. Of course you are. What, your Literally, family? Of course you are. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Irish Catholic thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know how this all rolls. It's the Irish Catholic. I'm Irish Catholic, yeah. and I yeah. still resent you people. <laughs> yes, right, you people. Yeah. <laughs> Who you call? <laughs> so I won't be lumped into what's, this. What's most ridiculous about the whole thing is, and I've talked about this before, is Miami fans get constantly poo-pooed on for not caring or leaving a game early or whatever. I'm sorry. I saw a lot of the mass holes exiting the seats just as fast as any other team did. And what I will tell you is when they would do the cutaways to the crowd, right? Yeah. When they had a Miami crowd and a Boston crowd, Boston clearly trashier. No one has ever doubted that. Oh, no. Oh, Whoa. you don't listen. There's a lot of doubt. Yeah, people, think, people think uh, Miami's got the trashier fans. It's trash off. No and, I think, and I think Boston's <laughs> That's dumpster. That's offensive. And I think Boston's dump, and I think Boston's dumpster stinks a lot more. <laughs> oh, we definitely do. I, oh, I resent. Can... I've never once. Our fans are terrible. I mean, they're fantastic if you're, you know, a Boston fan. But if not, they're just classless a holes. Hmm. Well, this is Ooh. changing tune yeah, here. As, I, I think as I've been sitting next you're, to you. You're not too. ready. I think for I'm this, rubbing. Right? I think I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. As a classless a hole, when it comes to oh. to Boston sports, I mm. or sports in general. I can 100%. I mean, mm. I would never leave a game earlier quickly if they lost, but. Depends on how bad you're losing. You know, I think down my favorite story 20, is, 25. My favorite story is about um, Marky Mark at Super Bowl 51. He left early. Did you just call him Mark Wahlberg Marky Mark? Yeah, you have to. Oh, God. What would you call him? Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, his name. Used to be. He's I, I Marky Mark. He used to be Marky He's Marky Mark. Mark. I know who he used to be. Just let me make fun of Brian, <laughs> Danny. No one's asking for He's your still opinion. Bench I don't want to feel too bad. Danny, I Danny and I have an alliance because you're mean to both yeah. of us. I'm yes. trying to build an island in your head right now. Yes. And there's a lot of oceanfront property that I'm trying to build on. Anyway, sorry. Listen, Marky Mark. He left Super Bowl 51 early and Je- talks Jeff's about it all the time. Jeff, what are you talking about? Right? Je- Je- Jeff's, Jeff's got one foot out the door already. He's like, oh, God, I didn't sign up for this. Oh, we can uh, we can get uh, another set of beverages out here and we can, we can yeah. really flush out. They did one time. It was like our third session. Brick yeah. was like, do we have any beers in the fridge? I was like, yeah, actually, we do. Okay, I guess we're going to put that on the recording. <laughs> Awesome. I have no I have no comment. <laughs> so if you go back to episode three. You know, it actually who knows was. What it was, like, it was. Yeah. I remember that. Though. No, I get nicer when we bring out the beverages. I'm very mean right now. Yeah, Friday, full work week, get a little cranky. Mm-hmm. You know, dial it up, making me stand in front of a yeah. microphone or sit in front of a microphone. Yeah, that would, standing would be tough. Hmm. Yeah. Listen. The only what, thing. What do you think needs to change for next year, Brenna? <laughs> <laughs> for you to be championship contenders again? All of it. All of it? Question mark. Yeah. The Golden only thing State good, has to get I injured. Know, it's, a of, yeah. it's a lot of generations of <laughs> self-doubt. And a lot of people have to get injured and from the Western Conference. Yeah. Lots of Catholic guilt in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, All the you can't just you can't just suss it out in no. one Mm-mm. one season. 
The only thing good that's happening in Boston sports right now is New England is bringing back their throwback red jerseys as their alternate. Mm. And that is the only thing that... What's the name of the Patriot guy again? Pat Patriot. Pat Patriot, right, Uh, right. I forgot. Yeah, Clever was never the Boston strong suit. (laughs) You walked right into that one. I know. (laughs) The Red Sox is Wally. Wally the Green Monster. That's clever. That's clever. Hmm. Was this before or after the Pixar film? Okay. You are mean. You do need a beer. <laughs> I wonder, uh, yeah, that's a good question, actually. I'm firing on all cylinders right now. Start, this is I'm my wheelhouse. Start, Making fun start, of Boston is like I'm gonna start spiking being a doctor's way lower on the list of my skills. <laughs> talking, talking, you know what, to Boston fans is high on my yeah. skill list. Well, you do it well. So you were happy about the outcome, Rick? Is oh, I, I mean, I, I love, I've Steph Curry is my favorite non-Heat yeah. player, probably ever. I mean, he's just awesome. You can't, to me, you can't not root for a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Seems to embody. I can. Everything that's right with sports. Did you see the uh, comment that came out from him regarding uh, going to Duke his sophomore year? No. His dad uh, came up to his dad, Del Curry, former NBA mm-hmm. player. Uh, he gets into Davidson his freshman year. He has a pretty good season, and his dad comes to him in the summer and says, "Listen, uh, just got a phone call from uh, Coach K. Duke is uh, interested." And he says, "Dad, f them. They didn't want me then. Yeah. I don't want them yeah. now." And he mm. finishes out a career at Davidson. I think they made it like Sweet Sixteen or something. They had a nice yeah. little run. Yeah. Just like I mean, that was one of the I don't know who this kid is runs ever. shooting from half court and why this coach is allowing this kid to shoot from half yep. court. Mm-hmm. But it sure is fun to watch. Right. Yeah, and it's funny then his brother ended up going to Duke yeah. later. But, yeah, I think – and I, we've talked about this before. I mean, you yeah. and I both feel this, similar about LeBron in that, you know, he's arguably the greatest basketball player to ever play. But mm-hmm. I'd argue in this generation no one's changed the game of basketball more than Steph Curry. Because mm-hmm. you watch a youth game now, people are just jacking it up from all over the court, and that would have not been even, like, comprehensible right. 10, 15 – Years like the game itself, like when I watch, you know, and it's and seeing some friends' kids play, it's like if I tried to do that when I was playing growing up, I would have been yanked out of the game, kicked out of the gym, and mm-hmm. you know, never, you know, never allowed. And to running stairs while everyone else <laughs> play, <laughs> exactly. gets to play, exactly. No, but so the the evolution of that is Steph Curry, but also it's Daryl Morey, um, the Houston Rockets GM, started running some data and saying, listen, the contested two point shot. Think about a eight-footer in the lane, but you got to kind of shoot over someone, mm-hmm. is the most inefficient shot in basketball. And he took away kind of the mid-range game and created this pace and space thing in the development league. And he didn't bring it to the NBA for a little while, and he's like, guys, you have two options. Shoot a three or get all the way to the rim for a dunk. If or it's free anything throws. In be- right. Dunks, free throws, mm-hmm. and right. three-pointers. If it's anything else, I'm benching you if you take anything else because we got to try this out. And all of a sudden, they started scoring a ton, mm-hmm. even with you know just kind of minor league kind of basketball players. So this starts coming to the NBA, and now they call it you know this pace and space or whatever, mm-hmm. where even your big guys are going to be all around the three-point line, and it's very, very efficient. The problem is you're hearing about it from old-school fans and robber, robber, I will get off my lawn, I want my NBA back. But also a new generation of international fans are saying, Guys, we don't want to teach the game to our kids at this level and have them all shooting 30 and 40 foot shots and having no real offense go around. So what's the solution? You might move the three point line back again. 
And now if you get rid of the baseline three and just have the three arc just kind of start yeah, from cuts off, elbow yeah. out and then have that even further out, the shot gets harder and you kind of get to get impact everything again. And now movement around the floor matters again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just changing. It's all math, but right? It's to just your changing point, the equation. Steph Curry and the rest of them changed the game. No, I think mm-hmm. I think Daryl Morey was the like the logical extension of the Suns' seven second or less offense. You know, that kind of really was the first that I can remember that really emphasized pace, right? Yeah. Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash. We're just going to push the ball, and if we get fifteen more shots a game than you, that's to our advantage, whether we make them or not. And then Daryl Morey took that philosophy of go 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 and said. Well, let's value the high, you know, the high percentage-wise mm-hmm. points per possession is obviously what most people think about now. But and then Steph to me though is the player embodiment of that. Where you know it's like to me it's like, um, and I think this analogy has been used before. It's like the four-minute mile and, and Roger Bannister and, and all that. It's like once one person does it, all of a sudden there's a floodgate of people that can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that Steph is like. You see him pulling up from half court or, you know, close to half court like it's a routine jump shot. Then kids are going to go, I I can do that. You know, so it's sort of like you almost have to see somebody do it and then, you know, have the confidence that, that, you know, it's something you can do. So, yes, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I'm obviously biased as a huge basketball guy, but I think the play, the talent level in the NBA right now is is got to be at the highest it's ever been or at least Mm -hmm. pretty darn close to it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the way Golden State plays with NBA compared to even watching college ball, you know, college ball. It's unwatchable. Well, no, I'm just saying in terms of the defense, college, you know, you you don't get away with not playing defense when the team's coming down. You know, you're taught pick your guy up at, at the, you know, half court line. You're kind of, you know, playing defense from the top of the key. Um, NBA, you watch like even regular season games. You know, you're kind of lagging off guys until they get into their set or if they're on a fast break, break it's a different story. But like with Golden State, you cannot get away with just walking back past the half court line against Steph, against Clay. You know, you're going to you've got to be on him and and the switching. You've got to get over screens. If you don't get over a screen, it's a three pointer, you know, yeah. every time. I mean, the thing is, like, when you play basketball, you realize, like, there's a physical component, right? Like you get tired chasing everyone knows that yeah but it's a mental component too like you can't take a play off you can't because if you lose lose yeah. attention for two seconds it's a backdoor cut we saw that a couple times in the finals or right an open three and so it's like it's mentally no one can be mentally locked in for a whole game so i think it just it wore on the celtics is what i saw well i watched i because I, I like watching the old cleveland clips when they played golden state <laughs> even though they weren't very <laughs> successful but but when you look at the way they play i respect golden you admitting state, that on the podcast yeah. so they had one, the old VHS. Yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. one year of success you know and you uh booby gibson let's <laughs> pop him in baby let's go this was after booby go uh, on okay. matthew uh, delavidova <laughs> But no, Kevin Love, like you and and Tristan Thompson, when you when you look at how they play defense on these screens against Golden State, I mean they were getting above, getting through above the screen, cutting uh, Steph off before he could you know launch a three, um, and I didn't see it in this series. I mean the way they were playing screens in this series was horrible. Well, they tried. I mean, there I mean was they a, tried, there was a few ga- there was a few games. I think they, they were tired a little early bit in the too, series. They definitely know? did not have the right defense, but they tried at the end. I think Steph's also become a much more well-rounded player finishing at the basket than he was 5 years yeah. ago. 
he was clearly bulked up a little yeah, bit. He did. So now when the guys when they do that jump out, he just you know, he got to the basket with ease. Now whether that's partly the Celtics struggling or Steph yeah. getting better, you know, who am I, I to say? <laughs> an inferior opponent in Boston versus that <laughs> mighty, mighty Cavalier team. Uh, I, yeah, who who would yeah. yeah. Cavalier, Cavaliers made the playoffs. Who knows, you know? No. <laughs> I love I love I mean they were a fun team to root for, but yeah, they had too many injuries. That's true. But do you have to, at least they have a future? There's an exciting have a future. future. Mm-hmm. The draft just happened. Did? I don't even know who they picked up. I know who they picked <laughs> what up, but fan. I don't know him. <laughs> I know who they picked up, but I don't know him. We got Nikola Jokovic's sound alike brother. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, nice. it's a Serbian six eleven kid who apparently played point guard his whole life and Perfect. had a growth spurt. I'm like, sign me up for that. I guess that's amazing. <laughs> Can handle the ball. I saw something that was 11. like his compar- NBA comparison was like Danilo Gallinari. I'm like, I could use a little Danilo Gallinari yeah. in my life. Slow-footed, giant man who can score. Why Can't not? play defense, but, you know. I know. You don't want to talk about the series anymore. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Till next year. Well, Danny, we're getting the wrap-it-up cue from Brenna for some reason. I thought we were having a great discussion, but, yeah. you know. I guess we'll leave it up to the experts. <laughs> Thank you all for listening Devastated. to me uh, in my little podium where I get to make fun of people from Boston. That's every overtime episode. Yeah. Every other overtime This episode. one felt very... Extra special. Extra special. <laughs> extra good. Yeah. This was a special overtime. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>